Tracy Nelson and Willie Nelson singing together back in 1977. Tracy's got a new album out titled Life Don't Miss Nobody, and yep, Willie's on it, along with friends like Irma Thomas, Charlie Musselwhite, and Marsha Ball. It's Tracy's first new album in 10 years. We found Tracy at home outside of Nashville and began our time together rustling through a few records by her old band, Mother Earth. There's a few of them. Well, that's <laughs> that's the one. That is my favorite album right? cover that we've ever done. And oh yeah, and, and the inside has all the puppies and everybody from the neighborhood. And there they are. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you remember those with fond, as fond times? No. <laughs> um, there there was some really great things about being there then, and especially just trying to get started. You know playing music professionally but I I just it it wasn't I don't have the the wonderful memories of of that time it's too much drugs and too too much drugs mostly okay all right so let's fast forward to 2023 (laughs) (laughs) you've got this album out life don't miss nobody and it's your first one in about 10 years so right. of course the obvious question is what took you so long to get this together and what inspired well, just finding you? a label that wanted to do it really right. yeah so we, we we did we and uh uh david hirschland who was part of bug the bug label then um you know just liked what i did and told me to make a tracy record which i did Yes, you have. So you've kind of, I think you've described it, or somebody's described it as your own kind of great American songbook collection. And there's like 13 tracks, 12 songs, because you do one twice, uh, of songs that range from blues to folk, a couple from the 19th century, 20th century. Is there something? Stephen Foster. I mean, Stephen Foster wrote this incredibly lovely, socially relevant song you know who knew there's a song that will linger forever in our ears oh hard times come again no more yep that's hard times right yeah yeah so you've done why did you choose to record it twice um when I decided to to do the song, I really uh, my my husband Mike, you know, suggested that I really should play piano and play guitar on this record because I hadn't played guitar on it on anything in a long time, and and just to get get the full range of of what I do. So I you know I I got a twelve string, started woodshedding, um, and but my style of picking which was from my folk days uh-huh. really didn't fit in I, I didn't record the track with the guitar so I tried to overdub the guitar and it just didn't work what I was doing so I just did a real simple strumming part on the band version of the song and again Mike said well you should you know he'd been listening to me you know woodshedding for months and right <laughs> he said you really should you know record that too so we just did it separately with just me singing and playing nice 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 and on the the full band version 
there's some interesting instrumentation or sounds. There's a bowed bass and an accordion. I know. It's pretty cool. So, so who came up with those ideas as far as what that well, should that, sound like? Let us pause in life's pleasures and count its many tears while we all sub sorrow with the poor. There's a song that will linger forever in our ears. Oh, heart, I'll come again no more. I knew I wanted a squeeze box on that that song I'd used Steve Kahn before and he just plays such lovely stuff but the the tracks which I can't say enough about I mean those tracks this is a record I still listen to right you know months after I'm done which has never happened before but the tracks the, the musicians just they came up with the stuff I gave them the songs a couple of ideas maybe and just you know let them go and and I've worked with these guys before. I knew they would always come up with something great, but they just surpassed themselves on this. And on that track and every other track, it's what they what they came up with. Right, right. And you also worked with a producer who worked with you, uh, Roger Allen Nichols. So what? How how did he fit into the picture? Well, um, I don't know. But my manager said you, you're you'll really like this guy, and I went to the studio and met him, and I really liked him. And right. and uh, he had a you know a track record that and just a background in in studio work because you know I don't really need someone to tell me sing this way, do this song, you sure. know that. Yeah. <laughs> I just need somebody to take care of the technical stuff. Yeah. And and he had that you know background but then again he was he was wonderful in the studio just in terms of his input his input artistically was great and he helped me with my vocals and you know i mean he it was a good it was a good match right so when you say he helped you with also, your vocals he's also he's also so funny oh good <laughs> he just laughed all the time and it you know of course that makes it everything better yeah 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 so when he helped you with your vocals what does that mean did he kind of help you choose the right take encourage you to yeah that and and also he just he gave me a couple of uh suggestions on my singing that normally would i would just say go fuck yourself but (laughs) um uh he was right you know just things about habits i got into and he said you don't really need to do that and and i you know i actually learned a couple things but mostly he just you know, he loved my singing and he left left it alone unless, you know, he had some minor little thing to say. Right, right. So most of the songs are covers of the Great American Songbook in your, uh, uh, but there is a, a an original too. Well, the title track is Life Don't Miss Nobody is something that you and Mike wrote together. So tell me where that came from, if you don't mind. You better keep your head down. Maybe be afraid Cause life don't miss nobody No Well, it's an expression Mike coined and has used as long as I've known him, which is 30-some years. And um, 
it, we just decided, you know, I actually I decided that I wanted to make a song out of it. And he he worked on his own version of it for a while. And, and I worked on it and I kind of ended up with my version, you know, for me. But, um, you know, it was just taking that idea and then putting some lyrics together with it. And um, I wanted something Latin-y on on the record because i've been listening i've, I've been just binging on the fanya all-stars oh yeah box. and so i wanted something with that kind of a feel and it sort of it just organically came together that way oh, okay i and i see you wrote willie nelson in to this record how'd that happen <laughs> yeah. it was not at all difficult as it turned out when you're sad and lonely have no place to go Come and see me, baby, and bring along some dough. And we'll go honky-tonkin', 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 honey, baby. We'll go honky-tonkin' around this town. He was actually, his, they were recording the tracks for his latest record um, in the studio next to where we were did our tracks. We did the tracks in one studio and then did everything else at Roger's studio. And I, Mickey Raphael came in. I hadn't seen him in years. You know, how are you? Great. And I said, boy, I'd really love you and Willie to play on this record. But we're kind of, we've run out of guest money. It was a low budget record. And he said, don't worry about it. And he talked to Willie and it all got done. And it was, it was lovely. Fantastic. Yeah, we have a, 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 a Canadian uh, uh, singer who's moved to New Zealand. Her name is Tammy Nielsen, and she managed to get uh, uh, Willie on her record as well. So it's amazing. Yeah. The guy's like 90 years old, and he's as busy as anyone. It's <laughs> not like he hasn't done everything already. <laughs> right. I mean, we we did a really good duet 40 years ago or so. Right. Uh, that got a Grammy nomination, and, you know, that, that was, I thought that was kind of, the the height of what we do but he we we just jumped on this song and it was it was big fun so and the song that you and willie sing is, is uh hank williams tune honky talking so yeah why that i've always loved that song i love the weird meter of it uh-huh and which i just think it was may have been accidental but it just seems very hip to me right and i just i love the song it's just a and i when i when i talked to willie i just said you know, actually, it was after we did the track. I, I I said, you know, this record has some kind of dark stuff on it, and 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 you know, this song was just what I needed to like lift it up a little, and and uh, and it was. I mean, it just it was just a happy happy song. Cool. And I was very happy to see that you have Irma Thomas on the record. I, uh, well, what? yeah, Irma and Marsha, I had yeah. that was part of the plan was to to record with all the people that I, you know, have recorded with but hadn't in a long time. Yeah. And Irma and Marsha and I did the Sing It record that in the late nineties that we toured and did quite well. And yep. but I hadn't really sung with them since I'd sung with Marsha since, but right. you know, live, but so, um, yeah, I called him. We went down to New Orleans, cut a song that all three of us had recorded, actually. Marsha did it early on in her uh, Frida and the Fire Dogs days, and right. Irma recorded it, and then I recorded it. And this is so, I Did My Part? I Did My Part. And Al yeah, Irma recorded it back in, like, 62, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I recorded it in 68, 69. Hey, 
I've recorded so many of Irma's songs. When I first got turned on to her, I just couldn't get enough. And I was just starting to sing with a band. So I was right. pulling all her songs. Record, I recorded so many of her songs. And when I went back, and as it turned out on this record, the uh, the ballad, the Doc Pomus ballad, um, There's Always One More Time, uh-huh. Irma had recorded that. I didn't realize it. it. So this is one time I didn't actually take a song from her repertoire, but I, I did, or I did accidentally. Right, right. Um, I was playing Roger, the my version of I Did My Part and Irma's, and they're they're so identical. I mean, my, you know, I just totally copped every nuance of her vocals. I mean, it was one of the first records. I, it was the first record I ever. No, it was the second record. Second record. That's cool. <laughs> it's a flip side too, wasn't it? That song. Because I think uh, it's raining was the A side of uh, it's my. Was part. it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, you're right. You're right. And I love that song too. Maybe I guess, I guess I'll have to try to do it sometime. But and Irma's so generous about it. You know, she just thinks it's funny that I copy her all the time. Right, right. <laughs> we all knew the song, so it seemed like the logical thing to do. So we went down to New Orleans, had a great food and a great afternoon with the girls, and cool. Drove back through Memphis to and had ribs at Cozy Corner. So that was all oh, a big fun event. Nice. Yeah, because you did a thing called the Blues Broads at some point with Angela Straley and a bunch of other people. Hey, I'm still I'm still doing that. Good. I'm going out uh, beginning of next month to do a show with them. Cool, cool. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And, and I, I thought I was singing with other people. Yeah, I'd rather do that than sing solo any day of the week. I love singing backup. I love harmonies, and so you know this is all fun, big fun for me. Right. So when you were singing back in the '60s and started out. Who did you look to other than, say, Irma Thomas? Other than uh, Irma? <laughs> well, early on, I I wanted to be uh, an old black lady from the Mississippi Delta. Okay. So that I explains to the Ma Rainey, Rainey cover. <laughs> Rainey. Yeah. And um, so, but then I kind of graduated to to actually Mavis Staples. Oh yeah, there you go. It was, it was huge early on. Uh, I got all my low, low notes from singing along with the staple singer, singing Mavis's parts on the yep. staple. Singer. So, you know, and and then and Aretha and Etta James and, um, you know, it just I sort of did this whole kind of historical uh, trek through. Yep. Yep. yep, the, yep. The decades. I thought it was interesting you chose to record compared to what. Uh, which is slightly more political than the other tracks that you've chosen. It is very much more. You know what? <laughs> they took it off the Amazon site, but on the Target site, I still have an explicit lyrics banner across my ad. Really? Which, yeah, which I am just crazy proud of. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> just when I think I've done everything, you know, yeah. that's, that, that was really exciting. For the house is killing horse. Twisted children killing frogs. Dumb folks in an orange fort. Tired old ladies kissing dogs. Paint that Cheeto, love that stinking mud. I don't need it. Trying to make it real compared to what? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, that's a song I, you know, when I was in in college and 
briefly after that, before I moved to California and was working with an R&B band, all musicians, all people who were listening to music, that was an anthem. Right. And I've thought about that song for years and it, it has, you know, it has such a cachet. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, nobody dares try to do it because the, the less, you know, the, the G McDaniels version really was the first version I ever heard, but the, uh -huh. but the less tan and um, senior moments, foreign player, Eddie Harris. That's it. Yep. Yep. That version is, is the anthem. Yeah. That's the one everybody knows. I think I, Flack was the first one to do it though, wasn't she? She did. She did it. And I, and somebody strange, you know, some British guy did it, but I, I had, I'd thought about it for years and I just finally thought, you know, I'm, I'm 78 years old. I mean, you know, am I going to wait till I'm 80 to right, do that? Right. Song? Ooh, yeah. so I thought, well, best get it done now. And um, I had, a, that was a little daunting to try yeah. it, but we went a whole different direction with the groove and, yeah. And I, I, I threw in a few of my own lyrics to make it. I thought that I talked to Marsha Ball and I said, let's write this song, like make it a little more current. Right. <laughs> I went back and listened to it and it is freaking current. Yeah, it's current. <laughs> so speaking, Nothing of, about it. speaking of current, uh, are you a political, you, you, are you wary of the political climate in the States at the moment? I'm terrified. Uh. I am terrified, annoyed infuriated i mean that, that we i threw in a couple trump lines in the song i don't know if if you picked up on it but one is um uh folks are in an orange fog right and, and also hate that cheeto was <laughs> and then i and then i changed one line on the unwed mothers need abortion um old white men done really run amok that that's yeah that's the only thing that made it any more current but it it didn't need much no no much. no and having terry hank on that was great too i, oh, I was I, gonna I, say the sax is fantastic there he's wonderful he's a yeah. great singer and a great sax player and i worked with him in a band out in california called the rat band for years and right you know i go out there and that they'd be the band that backed me up so i uh, you know it, that was that was another wonderful you know thing to get to do right right now, you, you kind of mentioned in our correspondence leading up to this interview that you were interested in uh, New Zealand uh, culture and, and Maori culture and things like that. So mm -hmm. how, what do you know about I, I, it? How do you... I don't know much. Of, I mean, I know about the Maori culture and, and that, but I don't know why that's intrigued me always, but it has. If I believed in that shit, I'd say that I was Maori in a former life, but I don't believe in that. So. Um, <laughs> But I do know I want, I've wanted to get a tattoo for years. Right. Practically, practically every decade since I was 40, I said, ah, no, it's time to get a tattoo. But I really want to get a Maori tattoo. And I'm uh, Tony Garnier, who work, works with uh, Dylan. Yep. Dylan, bass player and yep. band leader still, I think. I haven't. I think he is, yeah. Uh, I did a, a thing in Florida where we... Uh, a gig where a bunch of people came together and did this get together for New Year's Eve show and um, he had a tattoo and I said that looks like a Maori tattoo and he said it is uh -huh. and I thought well and I said I didn't I thought that was a you know really a cultural you know right spiritual thing and he said no I met a guy that of course with Dylan you can kind of you just put it out there and it happens but yep. you know um, 
he said, no, I met a guy who is, that's what he does, but he will do non-Maori. Right. And he, he told me this guy, after he did Tony's tattoo, he was going to an island to tattoo a wedding cup, you know, a couple for their wedding. It was going to take him six months. So this guy is a, is serious. That's hardcore. So that's that's <laughs> my that's my next dream is to get to New Zealand and get a, okay. a, a tattoo. Do you know what a moko is? No. It's a a tattoo that they have under, thing under, under the. Chin. But I think that might be culturally insensitive if if a non Maori were to get one of those here in New Zealand. Yeah, so. it, it, the whole thing is culturally appropriative. Yeah, yeah. But I don't get to use that term very often. <laughs> All At right. least it's applied to myself. Um, no, I just want something simple sure. on my arm, like a turtle or something. You yep. Know. yep, 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 yep. That's right. my plan. Good. Well, it's a good plan. You should make plans to come down here, definitely. Have, have you know, you... I, I talked to Charlie Musselwhite years ago. He called me, and he was in New Zealand, and he had just been to see a Maori Jimmy Reed band. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure it, it's a thing. I mean, man. Yeah. Well, you know who the, who uh, the folks in New Zealand really love is Bob Marley. Um, uh huh. Bob Marley came, and the Whalers came here in like the '79 or '80, and put on this huge show, and it just invigorated and it just they're still talking about it to this day, you know. And yeah. it's amazing how they they pick up on the stuff and. It, uh, well, it shows the power of music, really, that it's just universal. Yeah, I mean, it, that does surprise me. And, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you, you do some research, if you can find that Maori Jimmy Reed band, I'm okay. coming over just for that. <laughs> All right, we'll see what we can swing. Very good. So, so you're going to wait another 10 years for the next record, or what are you thinking about doing? I don't think so, depending on, you know, if the labels are still willing to do it. Uh, right. You know, I've got, you know, I sat on two. I could have done five or six records with the tunes I've been sitting on right. over the past ten years, and then there's always something new coming yep. down the pipe. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I plan on doing another one at least. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I, 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 can, I can still sing at age seventy-eight. My voice, I, I don't have everything I used. Well, I don't have my high notes. Right. But I have better low notes. And the note, the notes I do have are pretty goddamn good. Yep. So, uh, why not? Yep. Why not? It worked for Leonard Cohen, didn't it? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, and and with the label thing, I mean, let's face it, the music business is very different today, and it's not. A lot of people are just doing everything on their own and mm -hmm. bypassing the label because nobody's getting making any money on the records anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather. I, I don't. I. I'd rather have somebody else kind of, you know, in charge of it. I don't, right. I don't want to spend my money and I, and all the, the promotional, you know, all that stuff. I'd rather, right. I do, I do have a publicist and we've got a radio guy right. that are doing a really good job. And that, cool. that comes through an, a label. Otherwise, if you have to do it yourself, that's more like work. Yep. Yep. That definitely. All righty. Can't, can't have that. No. <laughs> all righty. Yeah. Well, any uh, so are you doing gigs uh, around the the songs on uh, this record or? No, I've got a few things coming up to the first of the year, and we're going to try to start touring after after that. I've got a Broads gig first of October. I'm doing Mountain Stage, which is a PBS. Yep. And I'm doing 
I think a gig with Carlene Carter in November and um, and a thing in Memphis, you know, in the round. These are just individual little things that are easy yep. for me to do. And so that's trying to avoid COVID still. Yep, same here. How is it over there? Is it is it cropped up again? Uh, well, it's I think it's the same as it is everywhere. We we did a pretty good job of locking locking down and locking out, but you know yeah. it's still a thing, and people still get it. Uh, I've met somebody or ran into somebody. I have a photographer who shoots uh, concerts for me, and he had canceled last week because he got COVID. So yeah, it, it still happens, but it's not. But this not record took months longer because we scheduled somebody. You know, we did a lot of things remotely, or yeah. And somebody did get COVID, and then we'd have to, you know. So it took that that really uh, entered into things pretty severely. I know a lot of people who got it. I've managed to avoid it myself. So uh, I'm knocking on wood right now. That's my plan for the future. Um, yeah, exactly. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, thank you for spending time talking with me. I really appreciate That's it. Great. And I hope the record does everything you wanted to do. And I hope you get down to New Zealand and get that tattoo. Yes, well, you'll be the first to know. Okay, I'll see you then. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.